Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Quadcast. I'm your host, Dom. Uh, I'm not joined by Jace today, unfortunately. He's uh, at his house doing whatever he's doing. I think last he checked, he was working on his new project. Uh, which we talked about on the last episode. Anyway, um, so today I just kind of wanted to bullshit a little bit. Yeah, that's about right. So... Um, you know, it's been, yeah, it's been a weird couple past years in the, uh, ATV world, for sure. Um, we've definitely seen the rise in side-by-sides and boogies. Uh, you know, and a lot of people, they say that that is part of all your cool ATV riders and stuff from the 80s, 90s, and the thousands, they're all getting old now, so they want to sit down and not take as much abuse as you would on a four-wheeler, and I can understand that, and I know a lot of us younger guys, you know, I'm 19, and I only have one or two buddies other than Jace that really ride, a lot of them guys, you know, they're trying to get their life started, so they sold theirs. I've just, I've always kept mine as mine. I'm, I can't imagine any more living life without a four-wheeler. But, uh, you know, a lot of the guys I know that used to have them, they all sold them. Especially sport quads. You know, I know a couple guys with sport utilities. You know, a big bore utility quad. Or I got one buddy with an old Scrambler 400 two-stroke. I'm going to talk about them things in our whole own episode. That's going to be like a quad history episode. Scrambler. I, a lot of people think that's an overrated quad. I think that the Scrambler is a really cool quad. Um, so... As you can tell, I'm recording in the truck again, and it's raining. Uh, the weather here in BA is awfully shitty lately. But anyway, um, you know, so we haven't really seen very many sport ATVs, sport-oriented. Um, again, comes down to people want more comfortable rather than that sporty feeling. We don't have a lot of the younger generation that are riding. We still have the sport quad lineup that I know of, not including the little child-oriented bikes. I say child-oriented because I know there's a lot of guys out there that still ride TRX-90s. Nick Janusa, I'm talking to you, bro. I love the Turkey Derby. Anyway, um... I don't know Nick Janusa at all. I've never talked to him, never messaged him up. Oh, by the way, when ATVMX starts up again this year, I will be doing a weekly show on catching up, going over what happened, predictions for next week, and so on and so forth. Um, as much as I don't really, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the Yamaha machines. Yamaha, I like Yamahas, but I'm not crazy about the YFZs. 
Uh, I'm still rooting for Joel Hetrick, man. Joel Hetrick's a hometown hero. I live pretty close to Seneca, Pennsylvania, which is Joel's hometown. Hetrick Motorsports is up there, whole nine yards. So I'm rooting for Joel all the way. See if Chad Weenan gets another championship, or maybe he'll retire this year. They both, Chad's getting old. Joel's getting up there too. Joel's in his early 30s now, I think. Mid 30s. Chad's almost 50. That's beside me. Um, might also keep up with uh, GNCC if I have enough time. But, uh, sport quad lineup that I know that's not including the 50 and 90cc bikes. Is Honda still has the TRX 250? And I think now it's the 250X, kind of like what they did with the 400EX whenever they went over and started calling 400X. Got rid of the E. Don't know why. Um, and that's it for Honda. And then Yamaha has, they don't even have the 250cc sport quad anymore. Yamaha still has the YFZ, which turns 20 in two years. It's 18. Yeah, tell me about it. They've been producing the Yamaha freaking YFZ for almost 20 years. It's freaking insane. I remember being young and that's all I wanted was a YFZ. And now I'm older, I'm like, I want a TRX instead because I like the Honda machine better. Anyway, um, but Yamaha still has the YFZ, and for some godforsaken reason, <laughs> they still have the 700R. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of you guys out there that are going to be like, what? You don't like the 700R? You're crazy, man. And, well, to be honest, yeah, I am crazy. And it's not that I don't like the 700R. I think the 700R is overrated. Um, you know, minus going over to the hybrid aluminum steel frame, whenever Yamaha did that with both the YMZ and the 700R, I don't think I've really seen much changes to it. You know, better shocks whenever they went over to KYB's shocks, when they did that. Um, you know, different fuel to, or, uh, fuel injection upgrades for fuel injector and tuner and everything else. And I think for how much technology is there, and it is cool technology, don't get me wrong, for how much shit is there and what, excuse me, and what has changed in the past came out with the 700R in 2007 10 years with the 2017 so for 15 years I haven't really seen you know too too much change in the YFM and those are the only sport quads I can think of that still exists. I know 
Yamaha is the only one that makes a 450cc sport quad. And I think that's why a lot of guys are going over to the Yamahas instead of the Hondas. Is because they're going to factory backing over stuff. Because I left a comment on a Rip It Up Films video of, of course, Joel Hetrick taking a jump on his 450. I said, wow, he looks like he's going to be pretty ignorant this year, but I wish, I just still wish he was on a, a Honda. And, you know, they were like, oh yeah, so we kind of, but from what we understand, he was going through transmissions, like he was doing a transmission every two or three races. Like, wow, that's a lot of work to put a transmission in a four-wheeler. So I kind of understand why you wouldn't really want to um, deal with that. But at the same time, I think the Honda has a better motor. Um, I think it has a more reliable motor. I think you can do a lot more with it. You know. I, just, I like the design of the Honda better. Honda motor better, so I would feel more inclined to pick one. And I would also feel more inclined to pick a Honda frame because at its base, it's still based off a 250R. Which is one of the best jump frames ever. You know, 400EX is similar. And then there's a lot of people that did, even when the 450 started coming out, they were doing... their cool, I 
think their frame was riveted together instead of welded so it was somehow stronger I can't remember but it had this neat frame that was Jewel Hetrick and John Natale's quads back in the day whenever they were racing for Can-Am they raced the S450s of course and they were a pretty killer pair you know John Natale he's a hell of a rider Still got Joel Hetrick. And Joel Hetrick's been a force of nature in ATV MX for quite a few years. So I think KM should eventually make a return and do a DS450 again. Um, the other brand I think that should bring back a 450 first is Suzuki. Um, you know, I'm not really a, a big fan of Suzuki quads. I'll probably not own one. Unless an LTZ450 comes up for sale for the right price. And they were cool, I think. And they came out with their 450 06. I think they were the first 450 with fuel injection. And it was either them or the Kawasaki. I've seen the Suzuki teams 
from back in the day. I've seen the Honda teams. I've seen the Yamaha teams. Hell, I've even seen the Kawasaki team race. I have never seen a KTM team. segment there might be another segment for this episode i haven't got that for yet so welcome to another segment of the quadcast i'm still your host Don. so anyway um you know got up doing some stuff that's talking well um you know maybe a future quad for me and I'll be honest, I haven't really been looking. I haven't had the money. And the 400EX build is going to be coming along here pretty quick. Um, you know. So, I think my next quad will probably be a big four. A uh, big four muscle play. And here's why. Um, I've been on sport quads since I was probably 11 or 12 years old when I got my Warrior. My Warrior, of course, is the cover picture for our podcast. It was a very, very nice Warrior when I had it. Um, yeah, I took pretty good care of it. I like to keep it clean. Uh, the, the frame was a little rough on it. There was no bends or dents or anything in it, but it was a scratch on it. But I rode it, so I didn't particularly care. And, uh, but it had really nice plastics to it, had a hardy engine after I had to do piston rings in it. And just really enjoyed the quad. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was a great quad. Time for me to move on to something new. I wanted something a little bit faster, something I was going to be a little more competitive through the woods on, and I didn't really want a two-stroke because I couldn't afford it at the time. So my next logical step was, well, I couldn't afford a two-stroke, I couldn't afford a 450. So the next logical step is another air-cooled four-stroke or a C400. I never had any experience with a Z400. Nobody I know has really had experience with a Z400. So I was, I kind of stayed away from it. Um, just because I've heard that with the, the Nicosil cylinders in it, they're hard to rebuild if you have to rebuild them. Because then you have to have cylinder recoded instead of either just pouring, pouring it out or re-sleeving it. Um, so, kind of straight away from those and I already had a warrior. I didn't want another one. I didn't want to bore mine out. So, the next logical step was 400EX. So I'd looked for a while, come upon this really good deal for a pair of them for two grand. It was supposed to be a, a good runner and a parts quad. I'm like, okay. You know, I showed up to the deal. I sold my Warrior for a good price. And 
had two grand. That's what I offered the guy. He accepted the offer for two grand for the pair. I was like, sweet, I'm sold. Went ahead, sold my Warrior. I went and looked at it. Didn't I did start it, but I didn't run it up and down the road. I handed the guy a hundred bucks and said, I'll be back in 20 minutes. Run back to my house, because mind you, the guy who had a pair of 400s was 10 minutes from my house. I run back to my house, the guy who's buying my Warrior shows up, sell it to him pretty much without a hitch, and jump back in my buddy's truck and run back over to his house, the guy who I was purchasing it from, run back over to his place, run it up and down the road real quick just to see how I liked it. I loved it. And went ahead. I ended the rest of my money. I'm sold on just paying two grand for this one. Oh, but there's another one yet. I'm like, okay, cool. Jump in the trucks, head back over to the other ones at his buddy's garage. No big whoop. I'm jumping in the truck. Everybody's garage we go. I'm expecting, you know, he said part squad. I'm expecting a frame, a roller frame with a motor, no plastics, no handlebars, no wheels. You know, that sort of thing. And we open up the steep garage and there sits another full four hundred EMs. Okay, if this one runs, I've got a smoking deal. Well, we got it home. I stuck my good battery on it, and I stuck the stuck the good battery on it, poured some fresh gas in it, fired it up, run like a top. Jason and I, I think we were going out for supper or something. He says, you know what? I'll buy that 400 EX on. He says, oh, yeah, name your price. How about 1750 So, I've had my 400 EX for about six months, eight months now. And she's... She's due for a rebuild. She smokes pretty good. Burns a lot of oil. Fucking thing runs. I, I can't complain. That damn quad runs. For burning oil, it runs damn good. It's it's time for a few things. It needs cleaned up. And I've got the 440 kit. And sooner than later, I'll have the stage 2 cam on the way, a couple other little things, I'll be sitting pretty damn good. So, a fella is not complaining. And then, uh, Chase was talking about wanting to do CRA hair scrambles this year. I'm going to have me a hoe-brewed hot quad. But I've really enjoyed my time on my Warrior and my time on a 400. I like 450s, but they're few and far enough in between because I want a Honda. 
um, if you're far enough in between for a price I'm willing to pay, that my next step is once price is on, if I really want to end up with another quad, I'm going to wait until prices settle a little bit. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy a, like a 2020, a 2019, or 2020 Scrambler 1000S. Um, it's because I'm I really enjoy riding sport quads, but I'd like to go, I ride in the woods. Um, probably going to Hatfield McCoy's again this year, and that's going to take a toll riding the 400EX the whole time. You know. So, I think it'll be good to really enjoy something a bit bigger, a little bit more low-end front. Don't have to worry about shifting gears. You know, sit down, jump on, and hold on. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, you know, it's like, I'll always be a sport quad guy, and I really, I have no interest in side-by-side. I think they're dumb, personally. You know, and again, in the last segment, we went over, I think it's just a lot of the, the quad guys are getting old, and they still want to go out and play in the woods and shit. The backs don't want them to go out and do it on a board I want to go out there. I have a lot And so, I could get a sportsman. A sportsman thousand ass would probably be pretty comfortable. I just don't feel like I need that much of, that much plastic. So, I think if I were to go after one, I'd go after uh, a Scrambler 1000S. Yeah, I'm sure somebody out there is going to be like, well, why not a Renegade 1000? Is a Renegade 1000 made? Oh, that's here. Again, driving. Um, the Renegade 1000 seems to be their tuning them in for mud. As again a sport quad guy and a trailer rider, I don't really have any interest in freaking. I don't have any interest in, but and I'm sure somebody's gonna be, oh, well, you get the XXC. When the XXC 1000 Renegade starts at 13.9 for two more grand for 15, or 12.999 or whatever, it starts at about 13 grand for the XXC 1000. I, for two more grand, I can have the Sportsman. I feel like the Sportsman's got more trail tuned opportunity. You know, it's sure it's 55 inches wide. And, but it's got these arcing A-arms on it. We're going over rocks and shit. I think it's got a better four-wheel drive because it doesn't have the Visco lock. I'm not a big fan of Visco lock four-wheel drive. I like direct. 
I feel like Polaris has been in the TBT four-wheeler game for long enough that I trust the Polaris. What just a bunch of other things. It's, it just comes down to I don't really ride KNM. I've ridden a lot of Polaris. And I reference lies in the Polaris. And I think that a uh, new Scrambler 1000 will be a pretty good machine. Now, if I can't for some reason afford a Scrambler 1000, there is another option I've been thinking about other than a TRX 450R. And that is going after a um, old Polaris Scrambler. And we're back on the topic. And I said in the last segment I wanted to talk about old scramblers. So this is in the Blair scrambler. And this isn't that, but I have a unnatural like to the original scrambler. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of the 504 stroke, but the 400 two-stroke scrambler. I think it's a very cool machine. You know, the CBT, so you don't have to worry about shifting. The higher of 400, faster of 400. And I think, I've ridden one, I think they're just a very fun machine. And so... As much as I'd like a thousand, I probably won't be able to afford one for another ten years. So, an old scrambler's kind of will be the last option here. An old scrambler's cool. Like I said, that 400 two stroke, that's a pretty good running machine. They come in a 4x4 four four, CBT transmission, high and low and reverse. It's all you need. No speedometer. Not very much to go wrong either. If I were to have one of the 400 two-strokes, um, first thing I would do is get rid of the oil pump system. That oil pump. I think oil injection, old-fashioned oil injection two-strokes are dumb. And it's because half the time they don't work. Which is ridiculous. know what I mean? So, you know, my buddy has a 400 T-strip, and his oil injection system failed. So what do you do? You just go back to mixing gas. Mixing gas, hauling out. That's the T-strip way, baby. I think now that they've modernized it a little bit, gone over to electronics instead of trying to do it manually. They last longer. They run better. All in all, it's just a better system. And the oil injection, modern oil injection I'm behind because modern oil injection will allow us to enjoy t-shirts. 
Could you imagine if Yamaha released a fuel-injected, oil-injected Banshee? You know, that'd be pretty crazy. Or if Honda finally re-released a TRX250R as a fuel-injected two-stroke. Because that is a thing. Um, I think KTM was doing it for a while. KTM and Husky. Oh, man. It's been a long day, folks. But I think KTM and Hoskins were doing it on their floor. Or not on their floor, it was on their dirt bikes. And I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty well for that idea. I want to see the return of the two-stroke just as much as the next guy. And one day, I'm sure I will. Hopefully. And hopefully it'll be just as awesome as we all have dreamed of. Hopefully we do get a fuel-injected oil injection band. Hopefully we do get a fuel-injected, oil-injected 250R. Hell, I even hope Suzuki comes out with their own fuel-injected, oil-injected 250R. And I don't like Suzuki. So... That's just kind of where I stand on the whole ordeal. With two strokes. But I think in one way or another, whether it be an old 400 two-stroke or a new 1000cc or 1000cc S model, I think my next four-wheeler is going to be a Polaris. Now that could change. Could change. I find the right deal on. Hell, if I find another the right deal on another 400 EX, I'd probably buy it. Just flip it. But I find the right deal on um, a 450. I'd buy a 450. Yeah. That just all comes down. It all comes down to what I can find, what it'll cost me, and what kind of deal I can get them. And that's our show, folks. Tune in next time, as it'll probably be me and Jace headed to probably getting me a new car. Um, time for a little more fuel fish car than my truck. But... Um, appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Hopefully you've had a good time. I've had a pretty good time sitting here talking to you guys. Uh, this has been Dawn of the Quadcast. We'll catch you next time.